live. Live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm one of the other hosts, Paul. And we are joined this week by team uh, podcasts, Jake. And I can't get your words out. It's been a long day and it's, it's fucking hot. So it's going all right. Yes. Um, so, yes, um, just before we start, I want to get something off my chest because I'm very disappointed in the Nerdy Enough Up North community. I am very angry, upset, uh, feel betrayed in a way. Like, how the fuck can you vote Bill and Ted as better in the Goonies? Like, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys up your asses. I hope <laughs> your next shit is a pineapple. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I voted for the Goonies, what could I say? I've been stewing on that all day, so yes. Well, I'm going to get my um, apologies out of the way with, I'm really sorry for the bad quality in camera and potential bad audio. It's only for two weeks and I apologise in advance. I have no opening rants. <laughs> Today. <laughs> oh, but um, just one question, guys. How you doing? Pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till uh, Aliens gets knocked out by Empire Strikes Back next round, bitches. Oh yeah, you need, <laughs> need a new need a new horse in the race, don't you, Paul? Because <laughs> Goonies oh. is gone. <laughs> it was Back to the Future. How the fuck can eighties films can you knock out Back to the Future and the Goonies? But anyway, and so yeah. Sonic, that <laughs> damn Sonic. Sonic that, <laughs> <laughs> can't even trust you guys anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, I'm good. Not too bad. How are you guys? <laughs> good. I just want to say hi to the chat and hi to Julie who joined us last week when I met her at a convention. She's like the nicest person ever and she's in the chat tonight. So hi, Julie. <laughs> hi, chat. <laughs> hi, chat. Hi, Goodwill and his fluffers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, Um no, it's been not too bad week. I watched Nope last night, uh, the Jordan Peele film. It was utterly bizarre. <laughs> Some bits I didn't quite understand or understand why they were in the movie, but I did enjoy it. I would recommend it just to, as an experience. I love Jordan. I, I, love is a, is a strong word with Jordan Peele because I just did not get what was it, us. Is yes. It us? I yes. Just so many questions, so mm -hmm. many plot holes. But I really enjoyed Candyman, and I really enjoyed the other one he did. I can't remember. Get out. Get out. Get out is a yeah. masterpiece of a film. It's so good, and I'm really looking forward to Nope. I've yes. heard it's weird, but in a good way. <laughs> I kind of got that vibe from the trailer because it it didn't make a whole lot of sense. The trailer, so at least the trailer was accurate, I guess. <laughs> it's, 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 I'll definitely it, check it out if I can, though. It's very creepy and. Um... Like I say, there's a bit in it with, uh, not a spoilers, with a chimpanzee that even now I still don't understand why it's in the movie. It's just <laughs> there for a horrific effect, but uh, it is it is certainly a, a decent watch. Also, uh, I, me and my wife have a new obsession. Uh, we can't stop watching. <clears throat> it's a show called Naked and Afraid, which is basically um, like Survivor and I'm a Celebrity rolled into one, where these people in Americans mostly just get dropped off in the middle of like the African desert or um, like the Amazon completely butt naked and they get given basic tools and they've got to survive either 21, 30 or 60 days in these environments 
boiling their own water, making their own shelter, making shoes. And most of them either get like, medically tapped out for hypothermia or nearly catching some bug where they shit themselves to life, nearly to death. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, so how, if you were dropped naked alone, how quickly would you be able to make an outfit? <laughs> Have you learned that from the show? I am. It what do you go for? Giant leaves? It depends. If it's Amazon, it's not too bad because there's a lot of like uh, big leaves you can use. But if you're in uh, the desert, you're kind of fucked because it's all prickly oh, shit yeah. and small leaves. So you got to yeah. go all like uh, alpha male with a bow and arrow and shoot a deer, then skin the deer and use the deer hide. <laughs> cactus <laughs> suit. I would go for cactus suit. Cactus man. <laughs> but- I'd be dead within 24 hours. <laughs> Because I have no survival skills whatsoever. I think I'd just I'd, become feral. <laughs> I did feel sorry for one of the lasses on it because she was Buddhist. And she was like, I don't eat meat at all. I'm vegan and stuff. I was like, why the fuck have you went on this show? So um, this this guy killed a fi- like, caught a fish, killed a rabbit and said, look, you've got to eat. And she refused to eat. Within, I think it was eight, nine days, she'd been tapped out because she passed out from malnutrition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure even like the vegan society would tell you to eat a rabbit if you were like about mm-hmm. to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that is utterly bizarre. I, I have seen I have seen things on Gogglebox with it before, but I've never been interested in watching it. But yes. But um, I mean I've been it. watching a similar like horrifying survival show, uh like just catching bits when I'm like in and out the sitting room, you know. Uh, married at first sight, Australia. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, like uh, the, the the only thing I've watched properly this week is uh, She Hulk, the the episode three. Oh, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. This episode, it was it brilliant. Was I haven't seen it yet? Um, oh, I think me and Anthony are just waiting until I go home. Yeah, so I think we can watch all the stuff because I haven't watched House of Dragon. I haven't watched Lord of the, the new Lord of the Rings. No, me neither. But- I have. I know a lot of people's loving it, but if, I think the best thing I can say is very Lord of the Rings. I'm going to love it. <laughs> that bodes well, yeah. So, well, this is what I was saying. Antha was like, Paul's not a fan, and Grant is. So, yeah. like, I'm going to go with, you're going to hate it, I'm going to love it. <laughs> well, you got to go in between their reactions then. <laughs> um, I just don't. <laughs> I've not posted about it because I don't want to slag the thing off because I I don't want to be one of them guys. It just it wasn't for me like type thing. But um, I probably won't watch any more. I think watched the first episode and it never gripped us, so I couldn't. I don't think I'll go back to it. And I know that's really harsh and like a thing to say, but there's too much stuff to watch at the moment now. Yeah, for us to waste time on something I'm not enjoying. Yeah, I I totally get that. I um, have not been watching any telly this week. Mm-hmm. I've been reading. All right. And I am nearly finished Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And I really, really wish I've never seen the film. <laughs> I wish you could delete it from your mind. I, I wish the book I could, is so much better. I am, I am so loving this book that I hate the fact that I know what's going to happen at the end. I yeah. hate the fact that all the little details of like how Barty Crouch can be seen on the Marauders map and that. And I'm like, I fucking know why. I know why he's there. And it's yes. just so annoying, but I am loving it. I'm nearly finished. Then I'm going to kick straight off with the next one. You're about to head into the 
the lowest point of the series. <laughs> the sloggiest slog book. Oh, but, uh, I'm sure yeah. you'll be okay. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a lot of fellow in the later books, but yeah. But, <laughs> but it's still, like I say, I still love the Harry Potter books. I think they're better than most, I dare to say, fiction books that you do get now, even yeah. though you can tell like there was a cash in for a lot of the <clears throat> the later books and stuff like that. They wrote just because she was writing them coincide with the movies as well. So she's saying, it was like saying, this will look good as a, in the movie. This will look good in the movie. So that that's the type of effects it was getting in the book. But again, still, I would say read the books over the film at any time. Yeah. Um, I'll listen and, to the audiobooks and pretend that Stephen Fry wrote them and he's reading his own stories. Yeah. <laughs> that's what but, I do. <laughs> but, but Lee is uh, right. The Half-Blood Prince is one of the best books as well. So that's one to look forward to. Um, I think it's Order of the Phoenix next. That's the bad one. <laughs> oh, Joe, it can't be any worse than Chamber of Secrets because that was honestly... <laughs> he nearly tapped out. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just been reading and I got... Um, my mum's like heavily into Neil Gaiman at the moment and I found mm. a copy of... Nan- I don't know if I'm saying this right, Nancy Boy? Nancy Boy? Uh, ne- the, the Nancy Boys, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I never oh, know if I'm saying it right because it's got an E. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm dyslexic and I read what I see. It's, <laughs> um, it's, so I got for a pound at a, at a charity shop. No, it's good. Like I say, it, it is a good book. It's not one of my favourite gaming, but just with you saying, your mum, hello, Sam's mum. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> this, is, this is why I've got the really shit cameras because I'm using my Mac at my mum's house and then just realised that I could have actually brought me you base mm. unit down here because <laughs> I have a monitor because I'm working from home. <laughs> so, joy. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry for the shit camera and the shit quality of... Stop the... apologising, man. Like, your 70s porn, fam. That's the new filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, Goodwill said I'm glowing. Oh. So I'll take glowing. He's just kissing your ass. That's all he does. Exactly. Um, this week's episode, if I do yeah. the... Uh, Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Remember it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Here we go. The pressure's oh, on now. <laughs> so everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to come and discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Did everyone yeah. like my phone voice too? That's my phone voice. <laughs> <laughs> very well done. Well, yes. Um, so this one is very close to my heart because I know, like I say, if you've listened to the previous episodes, well, the early episodes where me and Sam had early discussions between comics and uh, Marvel movies as well, you'll know that Sam is very much a Marvel fan girl, and like I say, with the tattoo says it all. I am very much DC. So <laughs> I think that tattoo means hope, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things that mean hope these days. <laughs> but yes, um, I love DC. Like the comics, I love the movies, and I even love the TV shows to a degree. Um, and like I say, the animated movies, and even going back to the old cartoons, which is like say begun my love of anything to do with like say uh, comics cape crusaders uh supernatural anything that was like say it got my interest started with dc uh, and i would love to know like say because i know 
everyone's like say big comic book fans and stuff. What was the first DC movie that you can remember that you first saw or you kind of you enjoyed? Yeah, should I go? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go on. It was <laughs> for me. It was definitely um, Batman eighty nine, but I would have seen it when it was like on television, um, and I vividly remember like us going along to like South Shields, like the seafront, uh, but it being rainy and coming home and like Batman was on the TV, like in the mid afternoon. So I might've had some stuff cut out, but not mm-hmm. that that would have mattered to me at the time. Um, and I kind of feel like I knew about Batman somehow, but mm-hmm. it might just be because he's kind of a bit of a, <clears throat> like a legend, like in real <laughs> life as well as in DC. So I can remember my granddad telling us about like Batman and then, being like excited to finally see him because like takes a takes a while for you to fully see mm-hmm. him in that movie. Um, but yeah, it was just like the perfect day, like proper Gotham City weather. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so you got introduced to the bats. Uh, so there was a Tim Burton's Batman, was it? Yeah, the <clears throat> Michael Keaton. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I know you don't like that Joker. <laughs> I won't go into the run. This is going to be a positive one. I promise <laughs> you today. I'm not going to slip. We're not going to shit all over DC. Even I mean, we... he's not. He's not my favorite Joker either. But mm. I think, like as a kid, he's scary enough. Yes, but I hadn't. That that would have been my very first Joker to mm. see. I guess the only thing that sticks out in my mind that kind of was Joker esque um, was when the Joker was killed and yet had the little laughing box at the <laughs> end. And that little yeah. giggle thing, that was the only thing that jumped out to me was like like quite joker Yeah, like getting the last laugh is always mm. like <laughs> a big thing yeah. for him. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I did I I definitely didn't think they needed to do the whole like mm-hmm. and it was the guy who shot the parents. Cause I think that that set a lot of people to believe that forever. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, like in DC law. Yeah. Um but I don't think it's really been used after that. <laughs> no. Um I think, um, like I said, that was the only time it's been referenced. That, like I said, because I think it was Jack Napier in yeah. that that movie, but it was always Joe Chill in the comics. Yeah. Um, but I like it had a lot of things going for it. It had one of the best soundtracks. Like I know Prince was involved, so it, it, like the bat dance was absolutely fantastic. And Michael Caton was a brilliant Bruce Wayne and. Like, yeah. even though he couldn't move his neck in the bat suit, which <laughs> when you look back now is absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Um, Maybe where that... he tears the head off in the next movie. <laughs> 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 Just saying, so get a bit of movement, <clears throat> yes. Um, but no, I, I, see, I, I've told the story of my first experience with uh, the Batman, uh, being going to the pictures with me, me father to see it and not getting in, so getting denied because uh, I was too young. I think I was 10 at the time and this was a 12 mm, uh, when there. I was at in the in the cinema ratings um so i was denied at the cinema had to wait six months because at the time we didn't have streaming we didn't have um like say, maybe, uh, anything where like things would come out straight away so we had to wait that kind of like length of time for the video rental and then when it got to say it from the rental cider point that was like my ultimate disappointment of being a, like a really big batman fan but um not not to go into the sad moments again, <laughs> but I can see why a lot of people do like it because aesthetically it is uh, visually one of the be- like like stunning because it's Tim Burton and Tim mm-hmm. what Tim Burton does is make visually mm-hmm. stunning movies. I feel like it was before he like 
he went like nuts on the the visual style like it was still had subtle parts and then obviously the parade scene is like him just unleashing <laughs> but it was like a you know little and often rather than a whole like an entire movie where everything's twisted and all the doorways are askew <laughs> <laughs> definitely well you sammy what was your first um, foray? so mine is mine goes back to ghostbusters <laughs> Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was back to Ghostbusters. So was this a DC my... movie? <laughs> <laughs> I had the Ghostbuster VHS that had both one and two on it. I got for Christmas when the second one came out to replace mm-hmm. the ones that I'd broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the middle of it mm-hmm. was an Adam West Batman episode. Don't ask me why. I don't oh. know. But it was in the, right in the middle of it. And I would... Because... I didn't. I, I'd always watched it. Mm-hmm. I knew that episode back to front. Probably there's no different than what I did the Ghostbuster movies, and that was me. That's probably my first introduction into Batman. But movie wise, it's probably Superman. Mm-hmm. My dad's a fan of Superman too. Yeah. Um, and he used to when he had a chance to watch it on the telly, he used to grab that chance. Um, so Superman, <laughs> and I'll get into obviously my love of DC comics because. Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably I am probably more of a DC comic fan than I like to make out that I am. Um, so yeah, mine was Adam West Batman, just mm-hmm. one single one singular episode. Of Adam West <laughs> Did you ever see the, the actual movie version of Adam West Batman, the nineteen sixty six, with I, all the bad guys coming together to to take on? Yeah. And we got the famous uh, bat bomb scene where he's running the shark, the, the shark the, bomb. It was a bomb they threw into the sea. Then he, when he was going, <laughs> going, getting away from the helicopter, and the shark was on his leg, and he said, "Quick, Robin, the, the, past the shark, shark repellent spray," <laughs> and the spray and the oh, shark blew up. Was it, uh, but the the famous meme when he's running around with the bomb in his hands, yeah. and he's and he's like going up to nuns. He's like, "I can't throw it here." It's... Like a baby in a carriage, and then it's like it's just getting harder to get rid of a bomb these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the film. I watched the film as an adult, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. Like proper belly laughing, hilarious. But I could understand like how a child back then would have been mesmerized by it. <laughs> it I was super. It was super colorful. Like, wasn't it? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was one of them things where Caesar Romero uh, was Caesar Romero, wasn't it? Not Caesar. Yeah, he was uh, a Joker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was he? He didn't take the part seriously at all. He he thought it was a joke, well, being the joker. Mm. Um, they tried to get him to shave his tash off because he, he was always famous, had a massive tash in real life. And he's like, I'm not shaving nothing off for this role. So they had to paint it on over. And it's amazing <laughs> when you look back and you see this like painted tash on his face. Could uh, you could you actually see it much though back on like sixties television? Or is this like HD remaster like stuff? Oh, this is probably <laughs> you could probably not in the eighties because you like had the yeah. little like the desktop like the rounded fourteen inch TV. <laughs> it, 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 everyone was sitting around. But when we start getting like in the biggest screens, like <laughs> I think went up to thirty two inch and stuff, we could actually make yeah. things out a little bit more but it's it's hilarious to watch back now it's just like say but some of the characters in there like uh eartha kit um as as catwoman was just absolutely mesmerizing back then uh i remember king tut as one of the bad guys as well and i can't wait to hopefully to bring out king tut in uh versus robert patterson's batman that would just be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> julie newmara's uh catwoman 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the later one as well. After yeah, no, Kidman. well, she was Barbara Gordon, wasn't she? No, no, there, there was a few different versions of Eartha Kitt. Yeah, oh. uh, of, of, of Catwoman. There was Eartha Kitt originally, I believe. Julie Newmar was the later one. Because uh, uh, Eartha Kitt was the very much purr, darling, purr. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I love her voice. <laughs> very old school Hollywood Catwoman. Oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Very, very distinguished. But um, mine was uh, a little bit similar like to yours, Sam. He wasn't um the Batman, but you mentioned the the movie that was done by Richard Donner that scored by John Williams that when you watched for the first time, especially as a kid, that you believed a man could fly. And Christopher Reeves was just everything a pity made in what you saw in comic book form on screen. And even now, I get goosebumps watching back these movies. And I know some of them hasn't aged well, like Superman 3 and Superman 4 um, wasn't the best. <laughs> like, say, the one with, like, say, Richard Pryor in was anything, but having, um, was it Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman, was it? As, uh, uh, yes. as Lex uh, Luthor, yeah. um, was just inspired choice. And again, we've not had a better Lex Luthor since since them days. Um, we've had... Only, like, Cla- say... only Clancy Brown, but he's a cartoon, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Certainly. But mm-hmm. everything about these movies, like, as soon as you hear the soundtrack, as soon as you hear the beats from the music, you, it takes you back to that time when you first watched these movies, when you saw Lois Lane fall from Niagara Falls and, and Superman j- drop down the catcher. Um and that like romance and everything, even though like say romance and superhero films don't really work as well or aren't planned out, but the relationship that Lois Lane and Superman had in these films always felt a little bit more real and feel felt a bit more touching. And as you said, Superman two was just a is a stone cold classic of a movie. Like General Zod, like everyone quotes it now still, like Neil before Zod. Um, mm-hmm. And I've forgotten the name of the person who was in it now. Uh, what, you, I'll probably shoot myself in the foot for not remembering. I'm not on my computer. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, sorry, I don't know the actors for the, the um, creeps. It was uh, <laughs> Terence Stamp, like a famous British actor. Oh, uh, um, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I've seen him in something recently. Oh, he's a bit <laughs> But I. Like say, I still go back to these movies, and I prefer them to any like thing that's been made modern day these days. Because uh, I know I keep banging on like about practical effects, like how they got like say the the realism and look and the movement, like stuff like on the cape, um, as it was flying, um, and it was just breathtaking and something I'll always hold quite close to us and stuff. It's almost like quite religious, and again. I know, I'd say I had me a little rant earlier, but the connection between one of my favourite films as well always stands out. Like when I'm watching The Goonies, having Chunk like rip open his shirt and have the Superman T-shirt. It's just <laughs> yeah. iconic. He's and just it's like just... you. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of us. <laughs> so I just wanted to be him. And like when you get older as well and you read stories about like what happened behind the set and stuff, like um, with how Marlon Brando was supposed to be like the ultimate... <laughs> Bell end and just wanting like like yeah. the amount of money he got paid for like what what was in essence like fifteen minutes worth of <laughs> like film was just mes- like thing and he how he held like like because he because what was crazy 
behind the marketing from the original Superman, it wasn't marketed as a Christopher Reeves film or a Superman film. It was marketed as a Marlon Brando movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that was the thing, because he was the only really big name of the time, except from like Gene Hackman, who was just starting out like to sell that movie. They probably no wouldn't thought... market the bad guy as much, would they? Like, they wouldn't be like, <laughs> it's Hackman, it's Lex Luthor, everyone's favourite. <laughs> definitely. Oh, that's I... interesting, but I've definitely heard a million stories about the stuff Brando was getting up to in his uh, sort oh, of later like, years. <laughs> forwarded background as well. Like, I don't know if you've ever probably saved this for the true crime one, but he's, he's son's antics. Oh. I didn't, but if anyone... <laughs> If you can still watch that documentary about the island of Dr. Moreau thing, oh, that's, hell. that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but it's not related to DC, but it's a good watch. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely mental. But yeah, that was probably my first like introduction into DC movies, then moving into Batman and like other other stuff. But I don't think, again, not to slate Marvel or say Marvel does anything bad, what they have built over the last, like say, 10, 12 years is nothing sort of amazing, but none of them films that they've made in that time scale, fair enough, they've created a universe, but they've never encapsulated the feeling of what I felt when I saw Superman for the first time. Yeah, like, I think those movies are like, uh, like the first couple of Superman ones, like, they're incredibly like sincere, like in a lot of ways, like how you said the, uh, the love story, like it feels pretty natural as far as it can be between a, an alien and a human <laughs> um but yeah like i think it's they're not like joking about superman because i feel like a lot of places now would joke about like superman and i mean they did it to captain america where he comes back to the future and everyone's like cracking jokes about him mm-hmm. just because like the thing audiences like won't believe him but like back then they were like oh yeah you'll believe superman and we're gonna i'm gonna treat it like that you know <laughs> And totally, all you would need to do, like say, as approved with she's all that, like if you put glasses and like say some dodgy clothes on a on a hot girl, you won't recognise her. So I totally buy the fact that you put glasses and hide Clark's kiss, uh, Superman's kiss curl, you wouldn't think he was Superman, even though he was a brick shit house and a massive... such a nerd. I always thought that was bizarre about Superman's, you know, alter ego. Because mm-hmm. Clark Kent is the old ego, isn't he? It's not yes. Superman. Yeah, Kal-El's yeah. like yeah. the real person behind it. Yeah, I always thought it was so odd, the whole glasses thing. Because, yeah, because that's going to hide the muscle behind it. Like, it's weird. Like, I guess, like, I saw it so young. I just never, like, <laughs> I never, I just had, like, <laughs> I suspended my disbelief. And I was like, yep, that's fine. Like, yeah. Superman can have an alter ego. And I don't think about it any further than that. Movie <laughs> magic. <laughs> it's a child, I think it's a childhood innocence, though. That's yeah. the thing that gets lost on us. I think um, that's why I, I try and go back a little bit. Some people call us very childish, but uh, and when I'm watching a movie or like a new TV show, I try and not be too um, closed off or yeah. like, like looking into stuff. Like because we what we can do now, we can look into to movies too much and forget just to enjoy it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, that's right. that's why that's the sad thing about a lot of movies now because loads of people come about it and think um we like say like the, the movie has to like hit certain things and you see it on the internet so much now especially like um like with all i'm trying to say this in the best possible way but people are dicks basically um look at the shit that's coming out about the new hellraiser movie i know it's got nothing to do with anything just because they've cast like say yeah. 
a female uh, pinhead and the stuff that's mm-hmm. come out. But this, and now they're reacting because they found out that it's the female is a uh, is trans. So now they're reacting even worse because because oh because it's that. still technically like pinhead the Cenobite, technically yeah. the same one. And yeah, that that just boggles the mind because it's literally like in in like an uh like a force of nature or dem- like demonic, and it's like it can look like anything. It probably looks different to the, each person who looks at it in in, yeah. in the world. I don't exactly. know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> the same of things and how the way the world is right now is that the debate we really should be having. It's probably and- still gonna be sick and scary and like gross. Like it'll be exactly. everything you want. <laughs> I'm this sure. is why I really enjoyed the black phone because mm-hmm. of how basic and simple it was. It was just a really easy flow of a story. And you are right. I think we are now expecting the the, the twists and the turns and the spectacular. And, mm-hmm. and it, we're losing stories. Yeah. Yeah. Switch off your story brain. But you can keep, <laughs> you can keep like your critical, like, you know, you don't have to enjoy everything. <clears throat> but still, like, you know, try and at least get what the story's getting at. <laughs> yeah, so laden from that because, like I say, I always, I always, I'm always interested in like people's first like meetings into like say a certain like genre or like yeah. t- type of movies as well because a lot of the DC movies, although it goes from a wide variety of different subjects or different things, but it is always like the tonal is normally the same. Uh, this is always seen as like the darker type of realm of the comic book world. And yeah. I think the the movies have always focused, even though Superman is the shining light, it, then you go to the realms of like the Batmans, the Watchmen, um, V for Vendetta, uh, uh, like say Constantine, just like say to name a few, then it does go to these places where I don't think other, like other comic or movies have, have tried. And it, you you can always tell or from a field that it is like kind of like a DC a movie as well. I don't know if it's intentional. I know Warner Brothers has a lot to do with it, and we're not going to the shit show that's going on at the moment with them. But because uh, <laughs> we're to get taken off air. But <laughs> but um, I'm interested to know as well what would you class as your favorite DC movies? And I think we'll all have like quite a different take because I know from talking to Jake. He likes like almost like the sillier side of like DC, where I know, like say I like kind of like the seriousness as well. But I would be interested to know which ones like would you class as like your favorite? Like if you were gonna comment, and I know I've just waxed lyrical about Superman, but Superman probably wasn't my favorite DC <laughs> movie. I'm, I'll kick it off with um probably the 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 movie that made us made us look at co- it's superheroes in very a different light, and it was when I first started seeing Anthony, he showed us Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I really, I'm, I'm not, the, the other two in the trilogy are not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Batman Begins is an, one of the best Batman origin stories. Like, I just thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. I thought Christian Bale was an amazing Batman. He had the, both the styles he, of Bruce Wayne, how I would expect him to be before mm-hmm. he becomes millionaire Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like the one that we know. Um, I just thought, like, I thought Batman McGinn, like, it, it opened a door, put yeah. it that way. <laughs> and I really, gateway. really enjoyed it. It was very much a gateway drug for Sam, but yeah. Um, it was? 
no, like I say, everything was put right, like, because they give us a new villain that they didn't necessarily give, give us before, like, say, with the Scarecrow and that mm. element to it led led into lots of different things. Um, I I do love them movies. I, like, I know we've had discussed, like, previously with the Batman movies, like, you, we've had difference of opinions, but um, it is one of the... I'm not going to say the perfect trilogy because that is Back to the Future trilogy. That's not going to ever change in my mind. But it is <laughs> up there. For, it is. It is. I'm just going to have to go and let my dog out because she just <laughs> rang the bell. I'll be two minutes. <laughs> right. But it's but probably I, up there with I, one of the best trilogies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit more on the the Sam path of things, um, thinking that the first one. Mm-hmm. is a lot better. The second one's a very different movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good on its own. It's not like, <clears throat> it's not my perfect Batman, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely watchable. Is long though. I didn't <laughs> like the third one, really. <laughs> and I think it's just because I had a lot of love for Bane as a child. Yeah. <laughs> that kind a... of what, that wasn't what I was looking for with Bane. <laughs> no, it was definitely a very much a different take to Bane. But yeah. I, I think the reason I liked it, because I was a big fan of the No Man's Land comic. Um, right, yeah. When that I've came out, that. and that film was as close to what we're going to get from a No Man's Land comic ever. Because in like film-wise... The plot for No Man's Land makes no sense at all. It, it's <laughs> it's literally out there where, like, say the the government has basically abandoned Gotham. Said it's it's no longer dealing with it because it's become too toxic and it yeah. had an earthquake and stuff like that. Where it's so well done, it's so interesting to see the nuances between characters facing off and how burrows were taken over by the cops. Burrows were taken over by certain villains, and villains become yes. bad guys. I mean, I mean, heroes become bad guys. Bad guys become heroes, but like I said that when we got the um, like the Dark Knight Rises, it kind of um, gave us give me that. So that's why I still hold mm. it with high regard. Um, and I like the little twist thing in it where they give us Robin, but not giving us Robin in the way that we were expecting. Um, yeah, I think like the the maybe even took like one step too far with that, like with mm. the end bit. Mm-hmm. They could have just left it even less i think and it would have been just as good um but no you're right yeah because that because like they did it in a very believable way like how would you cut off gotham from the rest of the world mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh yeah they found a way to do it realistically which i feel like is always my kind of why i butt heads with like the christopher nolan stuff is because it he's trying very hard to like to keep dragging like batman down to like the real world and like mm-hmm. like other than Superman out of the main series, like Batman's probably like the most fantastical. Like I know Superman fights aliens a lot in his comics, maybe not so much the movies, but um, there's just so much like weird science in Batman. And I feel like mm-hmm. Nolan was like ignoring that as much as he could. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 well, they did call it like afterwards the Nolan verse. So afterwards, it wasn't yeah. ever, uh, how they could think, but I still think, in the trilogy of the movies, like everyone goes on saying, because uh, Christian Bale was a decent Batman, but to mm-hmm. me, the thing that stood out in their movies wasn't Batman, which is a strange thing to say, was Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon. Oh. Like his story yeah. and his arc and his journey yeah. through their movies, I wanted more of the, of the, of him, because like say, I know Gary Oldman is an amazing actor to start with, but I think 
he should have got more plaudits. Um, I know, like, say, everyone gives Heath Ledger, like, say, he, he was undeniable as the, the Joker. Like, so that was a, um, basically like a runaway train that, like, un- was fraught with tragedy at the end, but yeah. his performance was just out there. But I, I think it kind of overshadowed Gary Oldman a bit because not only did we get an amazing Commissioner Gordon in that movie, in the, in the, in, in all three, he was consistent and constantly he made you care. And I think that's the main mm-hmm. thing. Like, that's hard to do in superhero films, especially um, when, like, say, they are overpowered on you and you're watching things, there's no way they're going to think. You need that element where like grabs you by the throat and think, this is what I give a shit about. And and he was that for me. And I absolutely yeah. loved every element and the little tricks and little, little nods. And the callbacks they did in like Dark Knight Rises as well, and says uh, when these Bruce is saying to him, saying, um, "You give a, a a very scared boy like a coat and hope," and like, oh. say, and, then, and it was just like that, that. It wasn't the exact lines. I can't paraphrase. That was like, really anything. good though. Um, <laughs> and in that moment, like say, even though it's obvious, like to anyone outside of Gotham, that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and seeing Gary Oldman's Commissioner Gordon realizing. And kind of getting it was just it made the movie a little bit more special to us. Yeah, yeah, you do need a good Gordon for yeah. a a good Batman. I think that's like part of the the puzzle. <laughs> the, it's the connection between the two. It, it, the Gary Oldman played it perfectly, and the guy who did in the Batman film, the new one with Robert Pattinson, I didn't mind him either. But it didn't no, no. The, no, the no. same kind of the same spark as what Gary Oldman did. What yeah. I can't stand in the films. Tom Hardy. <laughs> we quickly touched on Bane, but I kind of oh, just said, I'm sorry. Well, "No, no, no, no." We didn't really talk about the actor. I kind of just said it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted out of Bane, because oh. I did like that character as a kid. <laughs> I was born in the dark. <laughs> Why don't you shoot the man? Actually, went thinking about it now. Like Nolan has a bit of an issue in those movies with like sound mixing and understanding dialogue. It's no, no, fine if you've got Tom subtitles. Hardy that's just Tom Hardy talking. Like he just he's learned he took the Bane voice with him in a few roles after. It's like <laughs> it's like um Austin Butler at the moment can't drop the Elvis. He couldn't drop the Bane. And mm. you could not understand a word he said in the majority of the films he did. And then all of a sudden, Peaky Blinders, I could hear him. Yeah. Crystal clear. <laughs> I think I think with the the Bane one like the, the in Rises when I heard because the original one you couldn't understand a word he was saying if they just did it like think they had to do a voice a, a second reshoot yes, they did, with the didn't voices they? and and do his voice overlay so that's why sometimes his voice looks like really good out there when his eyes are moving and stuff like that because it's not yeah. actually him saying and the redone like his complete accent as well because uh, it was they were meant to be going for like a colonial like old old style British accent. So almost like when when you go to like South Africa, hello Gavna and taking over like all like Dick Van Dyke style. Yeah. He's a cockney. How could you not get that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a fully fledged cockney who talks like a cockney geezer. And he oh wow. But let's let's not di- diss it too much because because cause, 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 cause I didn't diss the Batman nineteen eighty eighty nine like <laughs> <laughs> Let's I'm, just park the brakes a little bit there. <laughs> I was just going to say I've totally changed my opinion on Tom Hardy as as of late, so yeah. I'll I don't want the internet to hate us again like the did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But what, Jake, what, what would you say your favorite DC movie then is? Putting it's the... tough because, <clears throat> I mean, it's always going to be Batman. He's my guy. <laughs> He's always been my favorite character from DC no, and everything. But um, I'm torn because Batman Returns was excellent. And I have a lot of nostalgia uh, built up with that um, from seeing it as a kid. But I was also caught up in the marketing blitz for like uh, the Schumacher Batman movies in the 90s because I was like, I was the perfect demographic age and love love Jim Carrey, love Tommy Lee Jones as well. She ended up like each other on set. (laughs) That makes it even more hilarious though to watch back. Um, But no, like I I genuinely do really like Batman Forever. Um, I think that might just pip it at the post. But like I say, Returns is like immensely nostalgic, like even just the music score. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe it's because Dan DeVito is a little too scary. <laughs> He's too <laughs> effective. <laughs> Didn't the Smashing Pumpkins do uh, one of the songs on ba- on this one? Batman Forever. Um, um, yeah, but uh, it's got oh, Kiss from a Rose on the credits as soon as it because yeah, yeah, some, some of the songs because it had a U two. Yeah. There was a U2 song. There was the Kissing was in a Smashing Pumpkins one as well. Probably. Sure it it's one of those ones. I think, you know what? I think Batman 89 kicked that off. Mm-hmm. I think for some reason they were like, oh, let's get go back to like the Prince days and we'll have like this crazy album for a Batman movie, even though Batman would never listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, like Val, that, Val Kilmer, a... I think is a decent Batman, if you know what yeah. I mean. I don't think we've had a bad Batman. That might be a controversial. Like really actor, I, 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 I think George Clooney even played a bad, a, a good Batman in a bad Batman movie. Yeah. But um, I, I think the only thing I kind of get lost off on with a lot of the Batmans is that just to try and force off, force on us like love interests like all the time. Well, even like, Doctor Chase Marillion, oh. <laughs> everyone's favorite character. <laughs> just again, it just feels like same, but um. I think coming after Batman Returns, which I, I, I know Charlotte will be banging on it. It is one of the the better Batman movies that's ever been made. It went from like like dark and grainy to technicolor because, like, said that and it was all neon and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was very neon green because of the Riddler being the the main guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be honest with you, that that introduced me to Two Face. I would say because like yeah. um, the Batman cartoon wasn't super readily available like to watch if you know what i mean like you had to catch it when you caught it or buy video tips and i probably saw like forever first so i was like whoa like two faces like amazing like that's a cool story how he got acid thrown on him i think it was just like very much like what i was into at the time like people because i mean the 90s was all about mutants we chatted a bit while we're doing that (laughs) turtle stream but it was like there was always someone being transformed into something and i think that was just what I was into at the time. <laughs> and, um, I'm glad you finished that sentence off because he did end it at one point saying about acid being thrown on the face, and I was totally into that. And then you drifted off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get a your Tommy Lee Jones be all like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, again, uh, had Drew Barrymore in as well, which a lot of people um, yes. knew yeah. about at the time. That was like, say, kind of like, oh, what were they called? Sugar and call, like, spice, sugar and yeah. spice, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's like supposed to be the naughty and nice type of element. His two fists, he had two girlfriends, one for each side. 
because <laughs> I, I think that's what's kind of lost in a lot of the the hero movies and the super and the villains movies that we get these days. You don't get good goons. You got used to get good goons back then, like people used yeah. to dress in like, like as the bad guys or um, have the same outfits, just so you know who was the bad and who was the good guys. <laughs> yeah, because didn't all the Two Face gang have like half and half mask type of things? I mean, they looked a bit like Deathstroke, to be honest. I think now that I'm thinking back, um, which might have been a quick, quick nod. But uh, yeah, same goes for like the um, same goes for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He had all of his ice hockey players <laughs> for his goons. That was. But I mean, I mean, come on, like Joel Schumacher was like, he was basically like up, like modernizing the 60s show, like when you think mm. about it. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think people were quite ready for it at the time. <laughs> Kids I think, were. I think the problem, what the, what he tried to do, he tried to do so much and he realized after like Batman Returns when this, because I think Batman Returns started the whole double villain type, type phrase. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then start, everyone started picking up saying there needs to be two villains. There need to be more than one villain. Um, and they start, and he started adding elements that we kind of didn't need. Like he added Robin in, into that aspect. Then we got yeah. Batgirl as who was Alicia Silverstone in, um, yeah. as Alfred's daughter, who Alfred was mysteriously dying. Oh my, Chris O. Chris O'Donnell is like the worst in those movies. Oh, he's, he's so bad. He's probably like the part that's aged the worst, but comes out with like the the more ridiculous like lines that you'd remember, like when like at the start of like Batman and Robin when they're doing the whole serious like the Batmobile coming out of the water and everything. They just go, "I want a car." <laughs> and then he's like, "I can see why Superman walks alone." <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> It is like full on jokes, like from minute one mm. onwards. Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed Val Kilmer though. Mm. I watched these yeah. not long ago to to tick off the list, um, <laughs> and I thoroughly, I I couldn't understand how he didn't he didn't get to do it in a more serious way. Yeah. Wasn't this the one that they gave him bat nips or? No, that was yeah. Crazy. No, I think well. Mm. Maybe I think they both had. For them on a talk show, yeah. <laughs> Clooney apologized for the whole Batman film on a yeah. talk show, but it was Clooney who got the nips. I think it definitely had the butt shots, though. You know, like when they were putting oh, the yeah, suits on. <laughs> but like, you know what? Like, there was some moms who had to go and take the kids to the cinema that were like that were pretty happy with the choices for those Batman main roles and and getting to see the the molded rubber, as they say in some of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think with, with a lot of things as well, this is the, the age where we start like making, where Warner Brothers especially were making movies just to sell the toys as well. Because oh, yes. the, the, the wicked trying to make everything so. It was ridiculous. really, it was really crazy for Batman and Robin. It mm-hmm. wasn't, for, as, for, as far as I remember, the Forever wasn't as much of an entire like media blitz. Mm-hmm. But, like I remember Batman and Robin. It had like serial deals and everything like where you would get like stupid little coins with like tiny little screenshots of the movie on like uh, foam coins that you would all put in this like it was like a, a board that you would put the coins in so you had to collect them all <laughs> i wish i still had it because that would be hilarious <laughs> oh definitely um, a lot of money <laughs> there was probably tazos as well i imagine oh, wow. pogs maybe <laughs> Um, I think that that was the one that killed the franchise, though, because they, they put they bet everything on it, and it just didn't make anything on the at the box office Aye. compared to all. And um, it got slated by all the big reviewers, didn't it? Like, um, mm. like is it like Siskel and Ebert and all that? Yeah, yeah. I think when it came out, like, say it was the most disappointing. But 
I think for a kid, and that and that's what a lot of people don't remember, like because uh, there's a lot of gear caving when it comes to like superheroes, especially Batman, because like yeah. Batman was my uh, at this age, like especially with like people who read the Frank Miller type issues, they said this is Batman, it should be dark, should be gritty. But if Ooh, you go back, coming out around the same time as well. That, I think Frank Miller's one came out around about the original uh, 1989 version. Cause oh, okay. Because I think he spoke to uh, Tim Burton, collaborated around like, the look and feel, because it, it's very much out of a Frank Miller like comic, like, say, the, the aesthetics of it. Yeah. Because, um, like you say, that's what people were saying they grew up with, and that's what I think. But if you go back further in the Batman comics in the 60s, it was... Like a joke, it, like say that, like mm-hmm. like there was no violence. So it was very much very camp, and that it was only till later on that that's what we got. I think um, like a lot of the famous like um like classic silly Batman iconography comes from those comics because they've done they have sort of remade that in like it's called Batman Brave and the Bold, like a, a cartoon mm-hmm. where it is the more silly like you know sixty style uh, run around and chase the music maestro and he's playing instruments to <laughs> control people. Um, but I think like all the stuff like you know like the giant coin and the T Rex in the Batcave that's quite famous mm-hmm. like you know background uh, stuff. I think that comes from like the sixties era where it's like you know the Two Faces giant coin he has for some kind of weird trap scheme. I never <laughs> questioned the T Rex in the Batcave. <laughs> yeah, I never. Questioned I don't know exactly it. where it's from, but yeah. I see it like in every like um. What did I recently? What did I read? Not long ago, um. I think it was oh, in Hush. I was, Hush, it was Hush. Yeah, yeah Hush the, yeah, had, the, the, had the back of the giant coin, the T-Rex and everything. In, yeah, like, there's a things. panel in there and I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. not even, I, I'm not questioning this. This is just normal. <laughs> it's unsafe to leave that just lying around. He's going to take it back <laughs> to the cave. Yeah. But um, the only thing that kind of, like, not disappoints me about Batman, but kind of, <clears> I feel like I'm we're not getting all we should be when it comes to Batman. Because... Yeah. When it comes to like say different like villains and a lot of different like because a lot of other than Spider Man I'll I'll be honest everyone has one or two major villains and that you can name like mm-hmm. when they go to the Rogue Gallery there's not many people like in the comic book world that you can go through Batman and you can list off about twenty yeah Rogue, of his Rogue Gallery easy and they keep mm-hmm. repeating the same ones. That's yeah. the only thing, because I know the joke is always going to be the mainstay. I know we've got a new version of uh, the Riddler in the new Robert Pattinson, which was done absolutely amazingly, like the way they did it. But yeah, there's so it. many, there's so many different ones that we could have, and we're not touching on. Like, fair enough, Catwoman always has to go in because there's always got to be that element. Penguin, background character at best, because like, even in the comics, he was never really like a big big villain he was just more of annoyance to the things but like because he's like public facing isn't he he's not exactly yeah. hiding like the rest of them <laughs> but, but like say there's so many there's like as i said there's um like clear face i would love to see a clear face killer croc um mad hatter um like imagine seeing jarvis tech and his like world <laughs> in in a type of in a movie a modernized movie. version of <laughs> yeah i mean yeah they kind of did that incel kind of thing with the riddler um, but t- teach is another one. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think it's because like we keep getting put back to square one. Because I think there's like there's like a weird thing I guess in Hollywood where people are like the Batman movie has to make the most money out of any movie that year, otherwise it's a failure. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. well, 
But yeah, um, please just like keep a series going for a bit, so we don't have to do the Joker again. <laughs> but I think I think that's why I was a bit more excited to see. Like, and I know, like I say, I keep trying not to bring it up, but the the, the Batgirl movie that's just been canned. Oh because, yeah, because we were going to see Firefly, Brendan oh. Fraser as Firefly, and that would have been really interesting to see and see that element. And I know Michael Keaton was going to return as like a uh, an older Batman, almost mm. like a. Like, like possibly like a Dark Knight uh, Returns version, like watching over the, these young people that's looking after the city now. Um, but seeing Firefly has just been money because like, if, if you play like the Arkham games, the Firefly levels are, are so infuriating yes. and annoying. It's literally just a man with uh, like say with a flamethrower like flying around with a jetpack just burning yeah. shit up. And I think like street level, that's like that's mm-hmm. tough to beat for like batman because it's like you know mm. but yeah you're right like we need like some more <laughs> villains because there's loads of fun ones that i could pick from mm. and it's yeah. always an interesting puzzle like for batman to solve to take them out rather than it just be like a crime boss again <laughs> yeah. I'm get- i am getting a bit fatigued with the crime boss story mm-hmm. that they keep throwing yeah. down our throats when it comes to Batman. I never heard Falcone <laughs> said so many times and since like 2005 when exactly. the Nolan movie started. I keep the real person. Um, <laughs> when you're like, you're playing the, the, like the, the video games of Batman the, mm. the, is it the Rockstar? Is it Rockstar? Yeah, Rock- Rocksteady. But yeah. Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Um, they are some of my favourite games in the world. I think when I got into gaming Grand Theft Auto and one of the uh, one of the Batman's was the first things I played completely yeah. myself and like felt there's such a sense of achievement um, <laughs> and I think the the games are fantastic and they bring out so many different characters that you're like why can't we just like get a get you on the big screen <laughs> yeah we're, we're basically Warner Brothers we need Warner like Brothers. some kind of long Halloween where everyone breaks out of Arkham. And then you can have your, you know, your two-minute scene where he, he goes and finds Calendar Man. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be an entire movie for all these, like, weirdos. No, um, but that, that would be tough to do on screen, though, I think. Yeah. And... <laughs> but that's why I enjoyed it, kind of like the Suicide Squad in a way, because even, like, with, yeah. like, the new one with James Gunn, you went around, you saw different, like, villains and stuff, like, give them, like, little cameos. I'm sure Calendar uh, Man was in that, because it, uh, it was his brother, it was his... Is it Sean Gunn or something that was Sean Gunn, yeah. Yeah. Sean played Weasel and... Um, Weasel. <laughs> and, <laughs> I <yeah>. love that thing. <laughs> and, um, what was it, the Lego Batman, which I think is hilarious. They're great as well, yeah. So funny. Uh, it's Will Arnett who does his voice. I think he's he's got such an amazing voice. But they do this whole laundry list of all the DC villains, and I have never laughed so loud in the cinema, especially, and I still quote it today, where they're like, I'm a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so, ridiculous thing, but no, it just replays in my brain all the time. <laughs> definitely. But I'm going to be a bit controversial, because, I, as I said, I'm a big DC fan, and I, I'd say I, I love the comics, and I love all the comics as well, and Getting this version, I know people probably say it isn't the best version that we've had, but to get this version on the big screen and how it worked, and I think it was beautifully shot and beautifully acted. And even though, like, they changed massively from the comics, but my favorite's probably Constantine, and it's 
probably not a lot of people's favourites. And Sam's probably going to say she's never seen it. Uh, <laughs> I won't watch it. Um, Hellblazer is one of my favourite comics in the world. Like I absolutely mm. adore that book so much that when I realised who was playing him, mm-hmm. I was like, I just can't bring this. I own it. Mm-hmm. I just can't bring myself to watch it. I could I think, probably do with a rewatch because I think I only saw it like once when it probably I think I came out on rental or something. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, a lot of people give it shit because of, as I said, the big changes that they made. But taking them changes away, like, like fair enough, it's Keanu Reeves. It's not some Liverpoolian scouser. Um, but it is a Constantine movie. It is like almost like it's from a Hellblazer comic, the way it's shot, the way, um, like I say, they use the characters as well and how uh, Keanu plays the character. He has the attitude of Constantine where he just doesn't give a fuck. It's all about himself and he brings that in. And Raquel Weiss is absolutely stunning, like the most beautiful woman in movies. And she's absolutely beautiful in this movie. And uh, even Shia LaBeouf isn't annoying, which is surprising when it comes to a lot of things. And having Papa Midnight uh, in it as well, and having Peter Stormer being the one of the best oh, portrayals, <laughs> uh, portrayals of Lucifer in any type of show, movie, going, and uh, having like say Tilda Swinton in it as Gabriel as well, and that and her little banter with uh, Constantine um, Keanu Reeves, and I think we talked about it during uh, the Sandman uh, podcast as well, where when you get the visuals or uh, how they portray hell, it's always, like, in movies done shit, to be honest, or on TV shows, it's always, yeah. like, a glimpse, it's always, like, someone's worst nightmare, where when Constantine goes into hell, like, when he does the whole, um, like, seance, and he goes to try and locate, um, like, say, a dead sister, and he use a cat, and the cat use a cat, and the cat doesn't die. So you're okay to watch it, Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the portrait of hell is so hellish and horrible and dystopia, and just it, it just hell. you get the feeling that you don't want to be there. It makes you itchy when you look at it. Mm. Um, I just thought it was really well done, and seeing because with Constantine being such a brutal and hard transition form to do. Because yeah. we got the TV show, which I enjoyed, Loved it. but it was very Constantine light. Let's yeah. be honest, it was, um, it was, it was, yeah. and the, the show was the show was doomed before it even aired, before it probably mm. was even written. CW, uh, not CW. Mm. Um, I can't remember who had it. Didn't want it mm. at all. They didn't mm-hmm. want the show. They cut it down massively. They cut the episodes down and um, they mixed them up. Mm-hmm. They did it. They did a fire on the show. Um, <laughs> they, they absolutely screwed it from start to finish. But Matt Ryan as Constantine was everything I wanted and more. And I used to. I worked for Nerdfeed at the time, and mm. I was on this massive, like concentrate Constantine um, campaign to to get him back and to take him to the CW. Mm-hmm. It kind of went that way, but it was. Something completely different. He just went and joined another show. Yeah, <laughs> um, done loads of cameos. Then he brought them into, like, say, uh, what was it uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which was just batshit crazy. But yeah, yeah it was absolutely nuts that show. <laughs> it was too too much for me to watch that. But he also did a lot of he did voice work for the DC animated movies. Um, mm. 
mm-hmm. I was just so glad that he got to finish John. If that's mm-hmm. how he was going to be finished, he did it on a high as opposed to the shit show that he got from that show. But mm-hmm. after watching Sandman, mm-hmm. I actually think I could go back, go in and watch the Keanu Reeves one. It's a good film. Like everyone kind of slates it because. People I, are absolutely slated on the, in the chat, by the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely give it a rewatch because I, I don't gonna, remember enough to, to have a feeling. <laughs> I was going to say, most people, I think there's only one person that's slating it, and I don't agree with his opinion on anything anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, with Constantine, it, it's, it was very much one where, when it came out, the internet hated it before it was released. So when they watched it, there's great visual effects, like like before it's time, like the whole bringing the demon out with the little girl at the start is fucking amazing. And for a horror, for a, like a comic book, it was right out of a, something you would see out of The Exorcist. Literally, it was that good. Um, you had it built, Exorcist. It, um, <laughs> it, it built tension. It used, like, say, the colours. It, it it had strokes of, like, blade at times, like, say, especially when they're going through, like, nightclub scene and Constantine's, like, walking through. And, um, like, I know in the comics, Papa Midnight is, like, a, one of these characters that, that's either good or bad. He, he just kind of, like, he's, like, neither or. He's always, like, trying to... And, and he explains it by he's trying to keep the balance in this. Uh, only only thing that again that kind of lets it down and it's just a minor thing is how camp gavin rosendale is in it as balsazar um he does a, a, a thing that it it does a scene where it doesn't work where he licks his finger and goes finger licking good and it's just like oh that's just <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't kind of work type thing but um i i still think as as a as a movie it's the closest we'll get probably in the next 10 years to a Constantine like movie, they might revisit it. I know they they're talking about doing Justice League Dark with uh, yeah. with um, what's he called? Who fucked up Star Wars? Um, <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Ryan no. Johnson. No, 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 the guy who uh, bad Snyder. robots. Uh, he did a uh, Cloverfield. Oh. I don't know, but yeah, but ba- a bad robot getting it is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Ryan Johnson. I was like, he did a oh, no. really good Knives Out. <laughs> no, no, yeah. that was the right. But he, he, like, say, he come up with a story like of, uh, like, say, the, the the three films and give it to other people to try and make films from. But then had to try to come back for the last one to fix it, and it just didn't do a good job. But he, oh, JJ, JJ Abrams, aye, yeah, JJ Abrams. Yeah, but but you never know with everything that's going on at the moment at Warner Brothers, that will probably get pied off now. <laughs> oh, I hope, I really I would love to see John being. I would love to see John like have a show like what the Watchmen got. Mm-hmm. Really, something along those lines. I would love that. I just think he's he's so interesting, especially all the occult stuff and ah. Oh, no, right. definitely, he is like say one. If anyone's like want to start out reading like say DC comics, go to Hellblazer. Hellblazer, Hellblazer is fucking one up there. Like say then then move to the Sandman because like say they do it in a link at times, and that was always the thing that kind of uh, like like I know we talked about it during the Sandman episode. Like episode, I still don't understand, and even after watching it again, I loved it and I loved the character portrayal, but I still don't know why it wasn't John. Yeah, because in the comics it was John. After now I know. After now I know because I didn't. I didn't realize that Joanna was a uh, ancestor. 
Mm-hmm. So I, and Dante was like, oh, yeah, it was meant to be John. I was like, well, why wouldn't you have John? Like, what's wrong with John? Yeah. He's made class. Too much but baggage, honestly, possibly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that the character had this much baggage until like yeah. until we talked about it on the the sandman mm-hmm. um but yeah when like when that came out i kind of just the keanu one i just took it for what it was i think i was like oh cool a mm-hmm. sort of dark dark superhero movie but I, yeah i honestly can't remember too much about it but i'd i'd give it a rewatch now oh, that I know i'll a actually more. give it a watch after watching sandman i would like to see just see, see I'll, I'll just want to see what it's like because it's been a very long time since I've read Hellblazer. <laughs> and also, like, Keanu's been on, like, an upward trajectory, <laughs> like, lately. So mm-hmm. maybe our opinions of Keanu as an actor are more favorable. He actually has come out and said he wouldn't mind doing Constantine too. Now he's, like, um, yeah. Like getting love from the John Wick films and stuff like that, and he's got more pull. So he, he probably said he would. I would like to, uh, like say, pick up the old uh, cigarette case back and all the lighter. It's magic, man. Just have both Constantines and Joanna. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's just magic spell (laughs) goes wrong, (laughs) splits them into three, (laughs) and then everyone's happy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? Wasn't about Constantine. It was about Watchmen. I just thought it was a nice segue. Yeah. Queen so, of the segue. <laughs> I know I did a little bit like this before, but I, I always want to read this out because it, it's one of my favorite quotes and like lines in the in the comic book and in the movie. Um, Dog carcass in the alley this morning. Tire tread on a burst stomach. The city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains fully scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of their sex and murder will form up. And their uh, around their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, "Save us!" And I'll whisper, "No." <laughs> is that how you feel after the Goonies <laughs> about the group? <laughs> the group is dead to me. It's a, that, it's a hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> that end line where they say, where he says, um, and they'll shout up and shout, "Save me!" And I whisper, "No." I love I, that line. That was the opening as well in this, uh, like in the story, and it showed where this was, where this actually uh, story was going. And I know, like again, I think with a lot of DC films, it's very um, mixed with the opinion. It, it's yeah. either very marmite, shall we say? It's either someone mm-hmm. either loves it or someone absolutely hates it. Yeah. Um, I loved Watchmen. I've got the ten hour cut. <laughs> Really? I've never uh, done I that one. I don't think it's ten. I think it's about no. six, six hours, the ultimate yeah. cut, where it's six got the hours. It's got this the like, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's got all the missing stuff and it's got all the black seal stuff all into it because there was a black seal yeah. David E brought it afterwards that you could watch the cartoon, but it's intercut through the film, so it's very much like the comic except from missing giant squid. But uh, <laughs> was the, Which I thought thing. was fine, incidentally. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much to explain, yeah. like in in the time. But it is as like it is a Zack Snyder film. Mm-hmm. It's of, of course going to be absolutely beautiful to look at because mm-hmm. he is such an amazing cinematographer. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he just needs to do: just go and make beautiful films, but just don't put keep your out like the writing on. process. <laughs> yeah, keep away from the writing, keep away from the direction, but just make it look because he does. He, and he made Watchmen look 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to describe how gorgeous that film is. Can I just so- ask, um, did you guys like read the comic beforehand? Because I did. But like just before, because I heard the movie was coming out and everyone was saying it's based on this like really good like graphic novel. So I did pick it up from like HMV or something, but probably only like weeks before the actual movie came out. I've owned it many forms. I had the original comics uh, for a while and sold them not too long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd say this was my comic I went to to read like when I was bored. It was everything that was like it was dark, it was brooding. You cheered for people, you you felt sorry for people, you hated ones, like it, it mm. gave you literally every emotion. And um like just the story behind it was just it 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 spoke to us and not many comics will do that. And it's up there with um uh, I would say not just comics, but some of the best works of uh writing that's that's came out in the last I would say fifty years. It definitely reminds me of like the kind of stuff Dark Horse got into as well. Mm-hmm. Um in the sort of probably a bit later two thousands and stuff, like um mm-hmm. like your Invincibles and stuff like that, um, and Walking Dead to a certain extent, where it was like a proper like page toner, like an adult story done in like comics. But yeah. it's mm-hmm. interesting, like that you like the Rorschach, like um speeches wise, is like it is like undeniably cool, especially like the first time you read it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like it's very like nihilistic though, and I don't mm-hmm. know how well it plays like these days. Like if someone just picked it up today, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they would feel about Rorschach because he's he's kind of like gross when you when you break down some of the stuff. Yeah, um, I think I think yeah. when they did uh, like say the recent Dooms Doomsday Clock was it. Um, where it was an interlink between um, DC and mm-hmm. uh, Watchmen, where like I said, uh, Doctor Manhattan had meddled with the timeline or something, so um, something went wrong. So he brought uh, like the new Rorschach and a few others um, to to DC, and you saw like rorschach pounding on the joker like almost <laughs> killing killing the joker and stuff uh, i would like to see that actually <laughs> um but no it's a very good comic it's 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 doomsday clock i'm sure it's called where yeah you, you get superman versus uh dr manhattan oh dear uh, <laughs> this doesn't doesn't end well for the boy in blue <laughs> <laughs> they're kind. They're kind of like two sides of like the same coin of as far as like omnipotence goes, where like like Clark's somehow like against all odds can still see like uh, like see the value in humanity, mm-hmm. whereas Doctor Manhattan's just like gone off the total deep end. <laughs> he's still he's technically good, but in a very like cold like absolutely cold way. Type of, yeah. but, um, that's a good that's a good link. Um, that scene, uh, the Dr. Manhattan backstory scene, plays out perfectly on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's just the comic come to life. Yeah, and, like, the music they use just mm-hmm. adds to it. But I love how they, they even slip in all that, like, um, incidental stuff where it's just, like, you know, like, April 13th, uh, this human nervous system walks down the hallway. Like, all that weird stuff. But it's awesome because it's, like, it's like him trying to build himself slowly, and everyone thinks it's like ghosts in the lab and stuff. <laughs> but I think that's what Zack Snyder, at some point out earlier, 
does perfectly visually he can make a comic book scene come to life and we we found that out like with films like Sucker Punch as well which was a yeah. terrible terrible movie terrible film but looked but looked absolutely beautiful. stunning uh, the, still don't know fight. what the fuck <laughs> no me neither <laughs> uh, sorry sorry button it I was just gonna say the fight scenes in the Watchmen oh. are like incredibly watchable if that makes sense like you can like you can tell what's happening it's got plenty of his slow mo. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, in superhero stuff, like, slow-mo is fun because it's normally something crazy happening. It's so, like, even just that start where he gets, like, thrown out the window and, like, smashed around the apartment, like, the uh, the comedian. Like, mm-hmm. that just looks amazing. What oh, casting, though, for the comedian. Like, literally, Jeffrey G. Morgan was made for that role because he looks exactly, exactly how he is in the comic. It is yep. so spooky. It's brilliant casting. But I think like, I think all the casting in the movie was done so well. Like yeah, Jack Jekyll uh, Harley as as Rorschach, I, mm. I thought was inspired choice. Even though like he he did didn't do the best Freddy Krueger like impressions later on. But um, <laughs> oh, is like, that who played Freddy later? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh right, yeah. He was. Ta- he looked like a cat. <laughs> but he looked again though. He looked exactly like Rorschach, <laughs> yeah. which which was a big reveal in the comic, wasn't it? When you saw him, and it was like he just looked like this weird little weird, like general. wiry guy. Yeah, like, yeah he wasn't, not the, yeah. the hard nut that you were expecting. <laughs> what I was expecting anyway. Uh, and you got like Patrick uh, Patrick Wilson as Night Owl as well. Night Owl too, sorry. Um, and like, like the whole different things. And what I liked about because um, we had the original the cinema release. Then what we got the director's cut, because um, there was always a scene in the comic that was really brutal. It was the death of the original Night Owl. That mm-hmm. when he was older and he was killed, that was cut out of the original cut. Oh yeah. But, but in the director's cut, it was brought back in, and it was so mm. well done. And as I said, the fight scenes and everything, it was so brutal. Um, but the, like as you said, this was not a comic book movie for kids at all. Like the scene mm. in the bar when Doctor Manhattan blows everyone up. And you see mm. the bones, watches, and tendons hanging off the ceiling and dripping everything, everything everywhere. But what mesmerized me about the movie as well, and it's literally probably about two minutes, that opening, that mm. when uh, you hear <clears throat> Bob Dylan, times are changing, and yeah. you go through the years and yeah. all the changes, and it's it's literally reading the comic book and scene by scene. And it's showing what happened to the original Minutemen throughout time, and like how they went crazy, how uh, like they were like lesbians and was they hate crimes towards them. There was a lot of topics. That is used. Cape caught in the the rotating doors. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no capes, uh, but yeah, but um, it definitely has some cheesy moments because that sex scene, Hallelujah, oh. is. Is really <laughs> stupid when you watch it back. <laughs> see, the, the, the Sexy movie. though, it's shot good, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Sam was saying. It can't, it can't be any worse than the sex scene in Showgirls, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's up there. Less violence, but um, less uh, less exploding fire from owls, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Accidentally leans on his flamethrower button. <laughs> I really didn't get mad at this film. Um, I thought I, I really enjoyed it, but the TV series was just mwah, was yeah. perfection. It was really cool. It was brilliant. But Alan I don't Moore know where it came it. from. <laughs> Alan Moore still won't watch it. <laughs> really? No, no, Alan Moore won't watch anything to do with his work. Anything. Big he's brunch. such a I love him so much. He's brought me some of the best stories I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. And 
I generally find him an interesting person. His talks that he does are amazing. Mm-hmm. But my God, is he a grump? Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a warlock. Let him do what he wants. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've been on record before, like, saying I'm fine for, like, creators to be angry and hit the fans. <laughs> we need a few. We need a few dotted around. Not everyone can just, you know, be shines and sunshine yeah, for I all the fans. Of, I kind of get where he's coming from, though, because it's it, that's his work that he put onto paper, and mm-hmm. someone is then saying, all right, well, I can do a better job of that and make that visually look better. I kind of get where he comes from on it, but at the same time, I love don't the fact that Don't sell get... your shit then. <laughs> oh, right, right. I just, I see, I, I kind of see a little bit of where he's coming. I'm a huge was... Alan Moore fan. I try to defend him as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I love the man. Was he a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as well? Yeah, we're not talking about that one. We'll just no, I know, I know. I saw that in this cinema more times than what I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, wow. It's, it's the movie yeah. that killed off Sean Connery's career, but yes. Mm. <laughs> Could never a good thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, uh, you were going to ask a very interesting question there, Jake. I'm sorry we interrupted you. Oh, said where, sorry, where, where, where that came from. Um, when you interview the director of The Watchmen, like the writer and stuff, he didn't want to do anything to do with Watchmen. Mm-hmm. All he wanted to do was the start, you know, the big, um, like the, I've forgotten the, the clan fights, uh, I've forgotten the, the town, Tulsa, sorry, the yes. Tulsa, the Tulsa yes. riots. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he wanted, he's all, he, all he wanted to do was tell that story because mm-hmm. it was a true story and not many mm-hmm. people knew about it. Yes. And it, it's like so... one of the, one of the blights on American history that they keep trying to cover up. Mm-hmm. And he said, fair enough, I'll make a Watchmen movie. If you, if I can add this bit in, if I can do this, and they said yes, and that is the only reason, and everything that came from that was basically because um, he didn't want to just remake watching the movie; he wanted to like go on afterwards and do like his yeah. talent. But in theory, he couldn't give a fuck about what he told; he just wanted to tell tell the story about the Tulsa riots, which I thought was amazing. That was the part that I liked the most, so it makes sense that all the passion was in that part. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. It- it was, um, we went on, Anth, when we were watching it, Anth was like, went and, as he normally does, jumps on his phone and he was like, it's actually a true story. Like, this actually happened. And so it's so, not an easy watch. If anyone is thinking about no. checking out, not an easy watch at all. But like, like we're saying, important because it's a true story. Yeah. Majorly important. Um, mm. So many parallels between now and then and it, mm. crazy. But the the whole series as a whole was unreal. Regina King was oh, amazing. Like I'm speechless when it comes to how brilliant that woman was in that film, in that mm-hmm. series. So good. Definitely. Definitely if anyone's ever going to watch it, like say you don't even have to have watched Watchmen to understand it. It, no. it has little elements and little fun bits. If you watch if you're a Watchmen fan, you'll get all the in jokes. Mm-hmm. But there's more to it than that, if that makes is sense. It, and I is it technically it, a sequel to like the comic book? Yes, very much so. Because of the squid thing. Very, yeah, much. very much so. Yeah, very much I wonder so. if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about when we keep saying the squid thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to tell them. They've got, they've got to find out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Go and watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Honestly, it's one, it was one of the best series I saw. It was in lockdown, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. it was one of the yeah. best lockdowns, and it was one of the best series I watched. It was phenomenal. Breathtaking. But, 
moving on to another Alan Moore DC film that yeah. does get a lot of hate, but I still like it. it it's got a few dodgy accents in, and uh, but uh, V for Vendetta is up there with one of the more interesting takes and very comic book accurate as well, which mm-hmm. a lot of people say, oh, the move is too far away from the, the comics and stuff. But again, this was very much shot scene from scene out of out of the comics and uh, straight onto the movie. And again, um, similar to Watchmen, was a comic book I enjoyed and loved as a kid. Um, I'm, I've, yeah, I've revisited this, and normally it's around about a certain time of the year. The fifth of November <laughs> is the most uh, any uh, Guy Fawkes fans out there. But visually, again. If, if you take away Natalie Portman's very strange accent, <laughs> very <laughs> different. She tried. She tried. I think. I, I blame George Lucas for that. I think he like broke out accents by making a V Padme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's that one's the one where I've never checked out the comic, so you'd recommend it, Paul? Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read the comic before I watched the film, and I was put in such a mindset before I even got onto the first panel because of the description Alan Moore writes of where he is in the time space of when he wrote it and Mm. what was going on in Britain at the time. So you've already got his mindset set before you even go into it. And it really, if you read what he says, it's, it's haunting that that could have, it was only in the, what, 1983, 1984, um, what was actually going on in Britain at the time. Um, mm. And then it goes into, it It drives the story. It drives what you're reading, knowing where he was and what was happening. Mm-hmm. It's one it's, of, it's beautiful, beautiful book and beautifully written. It's set in London, but it's very much in Northern Torn. Like, say, that, yeah. that's the best way I'll say it, because we, like, say, hated the government at that time like say mm-hmm. Thatcherism was very much yeah. at its at its and like say I, I spit when I say her name but um, <laughs> sh- like I say it's very much in the tone like fuck fuck this yeah. government and what they are doing to us and like where mm-hmm. they're going it's, it was very much in the same eyes of um like 19, 19, 1982, 1984, was it? 82, no, 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 what was the, what was the, the George Orwell oh, book, 1984? Oh, It's very much in the same tone and heartbeat of, of that type of mm-hmm. uh, novel there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's one of them ones I've actually met the illustrator, David Lloyd, and um, oh. I've, like, not in this room, I should have it, but I've got, like, under me bed, I think. Uh, I've got a signed uh, picture and a signed uh, copy of V for Vendetta where David Lloyd's used Korean to draw V. Oh. Um so I've got I've got like I say it says two Paul so I can't sell it unfortunately. Well you can <laughs> you can lend you can lend me that one and I'll read it. <laughs> so, I'll um, find it for you. Honestly though it became it like uh, the movie it made the imagery iconic for sure. Because to be honest with you, um yesterday I was just driving like down the street and I saw some guy in a, a V for Vendetta t-shirt with the mask on. And I was like, <laughs> I had a second look cause he was just waiting at a bus stop. I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> still relevant today. Like, and it was what? Kind of, yeah. Very Iconic. Much, very much relevant today. It's like, see where everything that's going oh, on. With the I think it's the perfect time actually to read that. So I think I'm going to get on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> remember, Honestly, remember, remember be... the 5th of November. No, I shouldn't go on Amazon. I should go to my local comic shop. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Comic book shop, Jake. We're going out on the 23rd. We'll go and find it. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell people they'll come and stalk you. <laughs> 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 
local. <laughs> the local people. That's what my that's what my village says when you come into us. Local people. We have no shouting local here. But our noses are pegs, It was a little brown fish. Reese Shearsmith could be a good DC bad guy. I'm sure he's in a new film. It's like a murder mystery. Um, like the cast looks awesome. Yes, but, I, saw, uh, I think I saw the trailer for that. I can't yeah. remember what. I forgot I what it's called, but I shared it yesterday. But the like the cast looked amazing. But yes, uh, coming back on subject DC. So, what do you think of modern DC? Because we've had a lot where they've tried to emulate a certain franchise, but hasn't quite worked as well. But when they've done off the beaten track, I think they've blown the competition out of the water. In my opinion, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't mind the DC as it is now, mm-hmm. apart from Wonder Woman 1984. That was fucking terrible. Um, mm. But I don't. I, I didn't mind Aquaman. I generally didn't. I thought the only thing that bothered us about that was the score didn't go with the movie mm. at all. Um, Justice League, both versions, I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman versus Superman, I could pick a lot of parts out of it that were terrible and I think Zack Snyder just basically got two comic books and went that'll do Um, (laughs) but I didn't mind it visually I like Affleck as Batman Like I thoroughly enjoy Ben Affleck as Batman and I don't want to see him go just yet well if the rumours are true after Flashpoint we're getting more Affleck uh, <laughs> if, if, we ever, if we ever see Flashpoint, uh, honestly, fucking start again. Just do, do us all a favor. And oh start no, I'm not back again. to square one again on DC. I, I, <laughs> That's the problem we were just talking about. I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to see the Wayans murdered again. Can we just pass that? Yeah, let's, let, let, you know how they did it with Spider Man, and he was just about to get into his like his whole arc, and like Iron Man was getting it's okay. Let's just have one of their moments where they're like. But we'll have, if you think about it, with the Robert, Robert Patterson Batman. I know, there was yes, no, there was no, yes, shot of, no shot of pearls flying around in no, slow motion. Didn't you <laughs> just say that's another story for another time or something? Or like, that's been over, like, oh, they did, they made reference to the fact that they don't need to do that story again. Because <laughs> I, I, I think we talked about it earlier when we were talking about, like, say, the, like, say the Commissioner Gordon being doing well. I think... This Batman, I absolutely, like I say, I know a lot of people, like I have a love out here, but I was one of the ones that absolutely adored it. I loved, uh, yeah. like I say, the Patterson version, it was different. It was very emo, it was very young, but it felt comic booky, but it felt yeah. also, like I say, and that Batmobile is one of the best Batmobile sounds I have heard in a long time. And it, like I say, it got me excited for what's happened and using characters well, like, not having Penguin as a main bad guy, just as a little side quest, was was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving us a Selena Kyle that I rooted for and thought she has in so much, so much interesting backstory and wanting to learn more. Um, having Batman learn it's not about revenge, it's not about fear, it's 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 about hope. And I know, as I said earlier, when Jake made the joke about the symbol on the arm being about hope. 
that's the lead up to what Batman has always wanted to be a symbol of hope, not a symbol of fear. And yeah. he always strives to be the mm. the Superman of the world, but mm. he's kind of set himself up for the yeah. darkness. <laughs> um, he kind of like yeah. sets himself up for failure before he even gives himself a chance. He's mm-hmm. always been like that, but he always looks to Superman as to that's how I want to be. That's what I'm aiming for. That's but how I've always read him anyway. Yeah, but I'm glad that not like say there was no reference to like Superman or like any bigger picture. It was more like um intimate, but the whole beginning of it as well, where when all film noir and like the voiceover and seeing in the shadows and seeing the villains being scared of the shadows and then he creeps mm. out and you see him tackle that gun and the way he he was and he's like, I'm vengeance was just I know that was the whole joke for the film. But I again got got excited about Batman and like I say it's been a while since I've been excited about what we got and I'm interested to see where we go. As long as um as we said, keeping it different, keeping it interesting, um I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I, th- I enjoyed yeah. that movie more than I thought I was going to. And I had no issue with Robert Patterson. I was just, and it was the same, the same reaction I had when they announced Affleck was going to be playing him. I was like, Let's just see what he can do. Like, mm-hmm. Affleck's played superheroes before. Like, mm-hmm. he only ever, he only did Daredevil because he never thought in a million years he would get Batman. And he's a mm-hmm. huge Frank Miller fan. He's mm-hmm. also played Superman before as well. Yep, he was. He, well, he played a uh, George. What's George. Yeah. What? Yeah. What's his name? George Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind uh, Bat uh, Batfleck. I guess. Oh, I remember um, too. But he's um, he's fine. He's like a you know, he's a divorced dad Batman. He would work fine for like the angry, like you know, you know, older Batman. And yeah, I really like the new stuff because it felt like it was respectful of the character. Um, I really don't like Batman v Superman's. Batman one bit and the Justice League, I think, mm-hmm. because it just feels like they're doing that thing where it's like, wouldn't it be cool if Batman had a gun or if he like killed a guy? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, that's what <laughs> that's the, the thing Batman doesn't do. You've got plenty of other characters to mess around with, like darkness with. Yeah, like that's the thing what you were saying before about like the symbol of hope stuff. It's like, yeah, like he, he sometimes has to like cut some corners. He can't be like Superman where he's like invincible. Sometimes he has to like throw a guy out of a window in case he <laughs> kills him. Mm. But at the end of the day, he's supposed to be the best of us, like the best human, like the mm. shining example, like the one who will step up and save the human race type of thing for us. Mm. And like the the, the Zack Snyder it just felt mean spirited to me. Like I nearly walked out <laughs> the cinema in Batman vs Superman after like Batman was shooting cars with like guns attached to the Batmobile. And I know you could say it's like, oh, he's just flipping cars over. But I was just like, no. Like no, they, did it in the, they did it in the cartoons where, like you know, Batman Beyond, which incidentally would make a really good movie series. <laughs> but um. That's the thing where he stops being Batman because yeah. he almost he has a heart attack while he's like taking out goons and he picks up a gun to save his own life and mm-hmm. he he doesn't use it because he drops it when he realizes what he's done mm-hmm. and then that's it. He just quits being Batman. So yeah. like I feel you need that part of the character, <laughs> like where he just yeah. wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Mm-hmm. Damn. 
do you think Batman could work as a TV series? Yes. I think Easily. people are just scared to make it, but I think a villain of the week, it's like it writes itself. <laughs> 19, uh, the 66 version, sure, it would work. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like as a nowadays, do you think it would work as a, as a TV? Just because of sure. what we've had prior. I think it like it, it gets held up as like it needs to be a prestige thing. And I don't think that's true. Like, I think Batman could be told by like any number of like storytellers and in different budgets and mm-hmm. whatever. It could be an unknown person. Like, it doesn't actually matter yeah. that much. But yeah, I'd Un- love it. <laughs> unfortunately, Marvel's proven it's, it can be done with Moon Knight. Yeah. Because yeah. that was basically Marvel's. How, how precious the character actually is and the. Thanks, Coco. And mm-hmm. the um, the the movie adaptations that we had of them, could you go from what you've just seen with Patterson and then put them into the TV? I think, I think what it comes down to what what unfortunately does come with like most uh, like things when it comes to Warner Brothers, it's money. Mm. Batman still is a money franchise and will yeah. make money wherever you put it or whatever like situation you put them in. And if you put Batman in on the big screen, you're going to make mon- more money than you would if you put it on the small screen. So that's why it is always being treated as that type of situation. I know at times they do do the same with Superman, but Superman mm-hmm. is a lot harder sell. So that's why when you bring it to the human level, it works better Like with Smallville. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, the aspects that they got right in Gotham, like the TV show, their fields without having Batman in that. I know you did get him in the end, but simply yeah. because you had Batman villains coming into it or and Commissioner Gordon was defeating them without Batman. So it was like, do you really need Batman if, if the police force are doing as well? So that yeah. was always my... It wasn't, it wasn't what I expected because there's that Gotham Knights comic book, mm-hmm. which is more about like how the Gotham PD works around Batman. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see him directly, but you see like some aftermath where it's like, oh, Batman <laughs> took out like twenty thugs here, and now the police have to come in, and mm-hmm. how that sort of situation works it out for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gotham was interesting. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't finish watching. Oh, it. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Got, I had, like Gotham. six different jokers in it because the the they were trying to tease that for a very long time or something oh, like I that. Think I watched one episode and went no. That's yeah, actually yeah. an interesting thing, because, you know, before we were saying, like, Batman's, like, <laughs> fittingly plagued by the curse of the Joker, like, in the films, we always have to have a Joker. Kind of like in, in his real-life character, or real comic character, where he's always followed by the Joker everywhere. Um, but Bruce even followed the Joker to his, like, the, the Jacqueline Phoenix movie, because, like, they had yeah. to shoehorn in that scene near the end, didn't they? Yeah, and make was... him think he was like a, a Wayne, like an adopted Wayne child. <laughs> now, now that's the perfect segue as well. So, what did you think of the Joker movie? I don't mind it. I kind of thought it was just like dark for dark's sake, if if that makes sense. Yeah, like I didn't see a lot of heart in it um, mm-hmm. from any mm-hmm. character. If, if, um, it was interesting. Like, it was an interesting watch, but I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Um, the last 10 minutes of it where you see that... I didn't see it as a Joker film, if that makes sense. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was watching yeah. the origin of the Joker. Um, the last 10 minutes of it where he unravels, that was... I thought that was some superb acting. 
Hmm. I think it was a it was a good film about a man having a mental breakdown and like showing mental health and how like bad yeah. it can get and how it was treated. That was shoehorned into a comic book style and using um comic book references to sell a movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. that was my honest take and I my my wife laughed ahead of us because I lost my shit in the cinema when they stopped playing about with stuff when this when the, the tease that the Joker was going to be Bruce's uh, long lost <laughs> brother, I honestly stood up and went fuck off no. <laughs> <laughs> till the point where she had to pull us back down because I was about to walk out of the cinema. <laughs> going to fight uh, the movie screen. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you, you thought you thought I was angry at the start when like the Goonies got beaten by Bill and fucking Ted. Um, <laughs> Bill and Constantine. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but um and having that element, like I said, in it, I it kind of took it away as well. It was like unnecessary because if you want to make an art house film, fair enough, and mm-hmm. do it in a way where you're showing someone's mental health, achievement it in a way that you brought Gotham and Batman and like I say element into it, because Yeah. <clears throat> It was uncomfortable. The film's uncomfortable watching. That's what it's meant to be. And a lot of people they think, oh, it's a brilliantly acted film, which it is. But if you look at the two sides of it, it's not a comic book film because there's no heroism, there's no thing. It, it is literally watching someone's mental health deteriorate to the point of mm-hmm. no return. Um, but then if you're doing it that way, you've changed it by putting. And I know I'm not saying that to slag off comic book films. But the two shouldn't really go together in a way. I think it cheapened in a way and it used the easy advertising plug to get it out that way. Because if, if the director wanted to make a film about the way he did, but that wasn't, to, to me, the Joker film. And I know they're going to do a sequel that's supposed to be a musical with Lady Gaga, mm. which is absolutely batshit crazy and I'll be all for it. <laughs> but um, I just don't understand how you can go from showing a man's because what I didn't get, which having having numerous conversations with with my wife, because she enjoyed it, but again with like me, she said she would never watch it again. Mm-hmm. At the end, it, it was open ended, so it was either he the story he was telling was all made up, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was all bullshit, or like parts of it was in his head, parts of it wasn't in his head, which he kind of alluded to, or was it basically him using the trick to get out to be the Joker, so it's going to be a different tale, and like there's more than one Jokers and there's more than one multiverse, which I completely understand. But mm. that's just my take on that movie. And again, I'm not trying to say I, I'm, I could do better or could make a, like, understand. I just think, as a fan, I felt I was cheated a little bit. Yeah, the marketer did so much on Joker! Mm-hmm. Really, it wasn't, was it? Let's be, let's be mm-hmm. honest. That and like, like Paul was saying, it, it would have been better if it had just been a non-branded yeah. thing. I um, think it would have had more of an impact. Mm-hmm. Or people would have because it was very. Because I, I, re- I really did like how it was like a bit of a seventies throwback. Because um, mm-hmm. like the the Gotham they chose was very like taxi driver like style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that like old New York, like before, like uh, the cleaned up this town or whatever. Yeah, um, New York was a shithole back but, in the day. But a fun setting for movies, as we've seen oh, many, absolutely. many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, I just, I just thought it was like 
it was weird. And like I say, it was like, it felt mean for the sake of mean a lot of the time. And also it goes against like the whole thing that's supposed to be the Joker's thing is that nobody knows who the hell he is. Exactly. Like fair enough. It might've been a lie if we were just, cause I, I the frame it don't there as he's telling the story, like mm-hmm. already locked up. Is is that the thing at the end? Yeah. No, the it, ending is the, where he's on the car, isn't it? And it's like, no, 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 because he's like, no, you no, wouldn't it's, get it. He's, he's, talk, he's talking to the psychiatrist in the yeah. office. He's locked uh, up. Ah, yes. It's and been like, a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, and he's like, it's like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, you wouldn't get it type of thing, which is a good last line to go out on, but. <laughs> and then you see him walking out with the footprints, like, see out the office, so you don't know if he's killed her or anything like that. But... <laughs> see, that's, um, that's, that's like the end of, um, oh gosh, is it Killing Joke? In a killing joke where he, where him and Batman are just standing there laughing at each other. And oh, because he... It's just Batman's laugh at the end and no Joker laugh. Mm-hmm. Finally <laughs> tells a joke that even the Batman laughs at, yeah. <laughs> but it's all, the all, the last panel is just Batman laughing and not Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, so people think like he <laughs> killed him or he's not there. <laughs> it wasn't, honestly, didn't even notice it until I listened to an interview with Grant Morrison where he pointed it out. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. the last few, pa- the last panel is just Batman laughing and not the Joker. Yeah. And he's saying, you, fuck, you killed him? <laughs> he finally did it. Finally fucked up. <laughs> but before we start like moving on to like, because I know we've been talking for quite a while. We have. I just, I just want to. Actually, this in mind. Too, but I, I just want to put my feminist badge on as well and say thank you for DC for giving us our first ever truly amazing female led superhero movie in Wonder Woman and not the 1984 shit, oh, uh, but the actual Wonder Woman movie that they gave us and how um, like powerful and striking and just visually stunning. Like, and I know Gail Galot is absolutely a beautiful woman and like, and she carried that movie where it was ridiculous at times but it it felt realistic and it gave us an actual true representation of female power or female strength that we haven't seen in comic book movies before that yeah i um i was writing for comic book underground at the time and i wrote an article on exactly the feeling I got when I came out of that movie and I have never had this experience before I never got it with Captain Marvel I'll admit that I never felt the way that I did I have never felt as strong as a woman as I did when I came out of that movie like I felt fucking invincible and I went home and I wrote me review I wrote me review of the film and then I just wrote how unreal it felt to finally see a woman who and this is what really broke my heart on the second one because they've kind of like stepped back a bit this woman was independent she was strong-minded she was strong-willed she like everything that you that you would you want to see in yourself and they fucking took a back step on it on the second one like they fucked it all off all that empowerment that i felt was totally banished in the second one but the first one was it's unreal. I, I still cry my eyes out through the majority of the film because of how it makes us feel. And it's not, you know, there's not sad parts in it, whether it is the end, but it's pretty sad. But I loved that film. He's gone very quiet. No, no, I just wanted to get... It's one of them t- moments where it'd mean more to you, like, it, it, it would come out stronger 
coming out from a female female voice and showing oh, their right, experience. Okay. That, just, that we couldn't we could, no 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 <laughs> we can't relate we I, we can't anything we said there would just cheapen the moment. So I didn't want to oh, do that for you. Oh bless you. You talk more, Sam. You haven't been talking <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, that's that's awesome though. Um, because like for me, like. I really enjoyed it as well. And I don't normally like um, sort of like World War period sort mm. of things. Even if it is comic booky, it's kind of like not my thing. But yeah, like start to finish, I was like like all in on that. Um, and I've, I've, I've definitely been a fan of Wonder Woman in the past from like comics and the cartoons and stuff. And as far as, as, far as I saw, that was like, yep. Themyscira done right. You know, like everything kind of hit the mark <laughs> what the, like that they tried. Amazon's tick. I um, haven't seen 84 though, so. Oh my god, don't watch it. I won't, I won't. I'm not one of those fans who like has to seek things out. No, just because. Moment, <laughs> so you're not me, so. <laughs> no, that moment when she walks over the trenches and mm-hmm. she just doesn't give a fuck. Mm. And she just, just that power walk through the middle of the trenches. And it, it inspires everybody else, which is oh, what a hero should exactly. do. <laughs> but then in the second one, she does everything she does because of a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fuck honestly, honestly. I don't normally get my feminist head out a lot. I really don't. I can take things mm-hmm. as they are, but that really fucked me off. Um, I mean, who's that for? You know, like at the end of the day, yeah. like because the like the the crappy men comic book fans aren't going to enjoy it either. No, so they're kind of just they're just betraying the female fans for no reason. <laughs> I'm actually not a fan of comic of wonder woman in the comics never have been and um, mm. carolyn is carolyn's a huge wonder woman fan but diana just never got me for some reason well to be fair well to be fair dc fucked with her over big style in the 70s where it was just basically wasn't wonder woman anymore it was like wonder woman and doing everyday things and being right. like an office girl being so the change the look so if you ever go back and look in the history of wonder woman in the comics mm. the 70s and i think 60s and 70s was a very dark time it was very much taken Oh, women aren't special. Women should be doing these jobs and making woman, Wonder Woman out to be one of them people. So, right. um, oh. again, I say I think there was a documentary. Uh, it was on the History Channel not too long ago. I know Jake loves my History Channel stories. <laughs> um, um, like the history of comics and stuff, and they've done the Wonder Woman episode and Linda Blair, uh, not Linda Carter. Sorry, uh, Linda Blair would have been a different choice, but uh, <laughs> would have been weird. Linda, <laughs> I was talking about and stuff like that, and when they go back and show the images because um the the right what well, i think the i might be wrong because again I, I i watched it quite a while ago i'm sure the writer had two uh two female parents no mm-hmm. it's it's william j mortison he had two wives i had two wives <laughs> oh, right. he had two wives right. he's 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 a he's not a comic book writer he's an mm. inventor he actually invented the first lie detector and he had a wife oh, and a mistress, and they all lived together, and they all had families together, and yeah, he had two wives. <laughs> oh, is that why she's got the golden lasso, the golden yeah. lariat? That makes you tell the truth, because <laughs> he invented the lie detector. He invented the lie detector. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think I remember hearing that where she was, uh, she was a bit more of like a kind of like feminist icon, dominatrixy type. Mm-hmm. kind of probably like making fun at the time and then obviously like the tv show was kind of silly mm-hmm. and the oh, have tried kind of silly i <laughs> <laughs> just spat off the turn into uh, wonder woman but uh for a before... month straight i couldn't get that song out of my head 
<laughs> but like she's been amazing whenever she pops up in other TV shows and stuff. Um, like, a, spoiler alert, she's in the second one. <laughs> oh right, right. But I think she's popped up in some of like the Flash, Arrow, oh, like yeah, Supergirl stuff yeah, as well. She's been loads of things. Yeah. Aye. Um, just before again, sorry to jump from subject to subject. I wanted to ask as well: Has there been any big surprises for you when you've watched a DC film that you thought, "Oh, this can't work. This is going to be awful." And you thought, I actually enjoy this? Yeah, actually, I've got a good one. Um, uh, the the Harley Quinn one, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, what, Birds oh, of Prey, the Birds whatever of Prey. they ended up calling yeah. it in the end. Yeah. I thought that was great. I, I just thought... thought it was a fun, like, fighting movie because there's lots of, like, fun fight scenes, uh, usually to, like, fun songs, you know? Um I I really enjoyed it as well. Like, yeah, I thought it was just a fun entertainment blast uh, with Margot yeah. Robbie looking hot as well, so it didn't really do anything bad. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. That canary is one of my favourite characters, and it was just... <laughs> I don't like it. Um, no, <laughs> I just... I, do you know what I liked everything about? I liked certain parts of it, I'm not going to lie, because I have watched it twice. Um mm-hmm. And I did like certain parts of it, but overall, I just I wasn't I wasn't thrilled by it. When Suicide Squad came out, that's Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. That's okay. how she, that's how Se- I feel. second Suicide Squad, the second one, <laughs> yeah, James Guns. That's how I want to see Harley in the future. If we ever see Harley in the future, honestly, like that that scene where she comes out in like the like the dress and the army boots, like is uh... like amazing. <laughs> yeah. What were you, Sammy? Um, probably, uh, probably the new Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you like, we are scared like going in. As, <laughs> as, as, I, um, as much as I did, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It didn't help that I had my friend Amy sat next to us, keep going, every two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so now every time I think of it, that's all I can think of. Thumb but I drive. think the new Batman <laughs> really surprised us. I was thoroughly taken in with it. I didn't feel like I was sitting there for nearly three hours. Um, I thought Paul Dano, it was amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Terrifying. <laughs> In his own way. Yes. Um, mine was uh, Shazam, Billy Batson's story. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, oh, like, for a yeah. fun, just stupid, out there, like, say, storytelling and, like, twists and turns and just, like, I know it sounds really weird, like a family movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just entertainment what? and proper feel good, which, which movies and comic movie movies should be. And I am very I've much always had, part of the second. Uh, to be honest, I've always had a soft spot for like Billy Batson, like uh, Captain Marvel or Shazam, <laughs> like depending on when, depending on what time period you're looking at. Yeah. Him. The re- the real Captain Marvel. He is the real Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, absolutely, but, is. as a DC as a Marvel fan, I can hold my hands up and say he is the real Captain yeah. Marvel. An absolutely, I'm gonna like I've I've sort of mentioned the animated. I know this isn't the animated verse like cast but i've I've mentioned a couple of times and like justice league unlimited the cartoon show is probably like the best dc thing if you want a broad strokes you'll get everything if you want to just learn dc i'd say just like find that but there's an amazing episode with captain marvel and probably like the only one he's in i think where mm-hmm. lex sort of tricks him into being like the face of something for him and it's kind of like in superman's like seeing this happen being like you can't trust lex but he doesn't know billy's like a 
a 12 year old <laughs> so, <laughs> so like he's like very sincere being like oh like uh, you know lex is doing a good thing here and superman actually like fights him beats the crap out of him and like levels this new like housing development <laughs> they're trying to build and it's that thing where like superman's like crap i didn't know he was a kid and it's just like one of those things where it's like he's he's a weird character because he is a child masquerading as an adult but you can get so much out of that like if mm. i don't know if they will do it yeah but i'd love to see something where like you know that kind of thing happens and you're like mm. you know what sometimes children have the right idea on things like <laughs> adults aren't always right like it's an interesting premise i think superhero for sure yeah definitely i think with uh, comic book um, adaptations i would always love to see kingdom come like seeing superman go full bad guy for a little bit i think that would be quite interesting to see um was that no was kingdom come or was that just this i oh, can't remember you... well i think kingdom come is a bit watchman isn't it where it's like mm-hmm. all the superheroes have died and there's like a new crop of like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. weird people um i don't know are you maybe thinking of like something along the more signs of red sun no, no, Red Sun, that was the, no. the Russian version. King, yeah. Kingdom Come, because it's like um, Superman, because uh, he's, he's Superman t- tries to go against Murdoch, then he suddenly decides to police the world, and then Batman mm. and all the rogues and stuff like try and fight off against them, and they realise yeah. that they're going the wrong way, but uh, that would be interesting. And there's one where they find like Batman's contingencies on everyone, isn't there? That would be an oh. interesting movie if they could do it. <laughs> Definitely. Where they're like, they're like, find that he's got like plans if any of them go bad. <laughs> Is that Tower of Babel, maybe? Oh, I can't, I can't remember. remember that. There's, oh there's God, that many days. I've not heard of. I'm like trying to like, <laughs> like, I can't keep up with it at all. Um, there's some fun stories they could still tell if, if, the, if they get their act together for sure. <laughs> I know it's not a movie. I would I'd have to. I would feel amiss if I didn't mention it because I know we did a podcast review in the, the show. Like the pacemaker just came out there and just totally oh, blew away. Uh, <laughs> John Cena as uh, like I say a DC. Like, Who'd have thought John <laughs> Cena in in two thousand five when the Batman was coming out? What was John Cena doing on TV? <laughs> <laughs> was he still the Doctor of Thugonomics? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can't see me. Um, yeah, yeah. That was the problem. Well, you couldn't see him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, next year I'm so looking forward to it because it's still being announced that they're doing season two. I think uh, James oh, Gunn's yes. working on the Ratcatcher uh, version as well. So um, oh, I think I that's. That. A, I think that's a spin-off that like's meant to be mentioned as well. But like say I, I know there's a lot of shit going on with DC and like say will we or if we will get flashpoint, what kind of flashpoint will we get? I don't think we're gonna see Ezra Miller in that version, but we would never know. <laughs> I think I think they'll use Flashpoint to flash him out. <laughs> get it. Um Flashpoint is one of my favourite, if not my favourite, DC animated movies. And if you want a decent flash, fucking watch the animated film because it's absolutely just out of the fucking comic book. I swore far too much there. I'm very sorry. <laughs> absolutely. Get your hyped up. Sorry, is... Sammy's mom. I'm not telling her off to swear. <laughs> my mom had no problem with me swearing it was my dad. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Wally West. <laughs> my mom's just as bad as me. <laughs> um, I, 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 we don't. We don't talk about Sam's father is, on the podcast. <laughs> is, is Flashpoint? <laughs> Is Flashpoint the one with like reverse Flash, or is it yeah. anti-Flash? It's reverse where Flash, he, where he manages to he manages to run so fast that he changes time. 
Yeah, so um, he goes back and stops a reverse flash. Killed his mother. Flash. Yeah, so kind of. Yeah, and it him. has one of the most brutal scenes that Diana ever did, like ever did, and it's logic. Oh. Just please. No, I think I've read it. You know, because some stuff's coming back to me, and that's like the Thomas I Wayne mean. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to do in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then, isn't Martha the Joker in that timeline as well? Yeah, no, Martha. It's Martha's the Joker. And yeah. Um, the, the, they mentioned Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Thomas Wayne. That was a rumor mm. ages ago. Was that he would come back and play Thomas Wayne? Um, but Get George Clooney to do it. He's uh, <laughs> Thomas Thomas Wayne of the the Schumacherverse. <laughs> Multiverse. I wouldn't say no, wouldn't say no to that. But yeah, so I think that would be a good point to leave it on with yes. like I say, what's coming next, just because I, I know um, we've talked quite a lot of shit tonight. So. And we could For... talk more shit. Honestly, we could make this into like another part sometime down the line because there is so much. You don't realise until you're digging into it how big the DC verse is when it comes to on screen because you're always going to mention the comic books in it as mm. well. So I feel like this is something we can visit later on when DC start to bring some stuff out i would be very i'm yes like you said i'm very interested to see what the hell comes out of flashpoint um because they've done it in the tv show as well and it was it was pretty decent yeah um, they did do a good fact. So what what are they going to do different and obviously the the wild card of ezra miller <laughs> wild, no, wild card. that's that's a word wild card wow so fighting um, his way around hawaii as far as as far as i've heard m- m- moving on <laughs> um but yes, uh, next week Jake is returning again. Um, yeah, Jake. I, I believe we've got a, a Charlotte and a Grant. I believe so. We might have a mega episode Ooh. next week. Um, I'll have to double check. But we are going to talk about urban legends. So if, if you're a fan of the podcast, we've done a few interesting story type tales where we've done like ghost stories, um, and we've also done like a conspiracy theory one, which we did go down the rabbit hole, and we were scared about the Men in Black coming to get us. Um, <laughs> ne- next week we are going to go like it's kind of like the start of the pre-Halloween uh, t- term so we're going to talk about like things that we've heard about things that we know about um, like say urban legends in movies urban legends in uh, in day-to-day life so um, I strap up it's going to be uh, an interesting yeah. one it's going to be it's probably going to get fucked up at times so <laughs> it's going to be spooky story time for sure <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. sorry. I've just read our our chat, and Kev just says Jake's my new DC hero. Some points, and points on on this guy. Kev's kissing us now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of reading. I'm going to okay. do some research. I'm sure, I'm sure it's just because Jake said he, he liked to learn, learn about sharks from Kev last week, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> that was very informative. <laughs> I, I sounded so stupid the next day when I was talking to my mom. She was like, How'd your podcast go? And I was like, I learned so much. I learned that sharks can't swim backwards. Did you know can't swim backwards? But yes. Um, but yes, so uh, that's... Uh, I think I've just pointed out that episode 100 is coming up soon. So I think we're on 85 or 86. I can't remember now. It's, it seems so many moons ago. But um, I got a memory... memory, a memory in, Yeah, I got a memory in uh, on my Facebook today that uh, this 
this time last year was the first appearance of Donna on the Donna? podcast as well. Yes, so yes, it was. I, got, <laughs> wow. I had the same memory come up on my um, on my phone this morning, and history was made. <laughs> yeah, it was Donna's first time on here. Yes, coming back soon. <laughs> Hopefully, for the Hocus Pocus podcast, we're trying to drag yeah. her in. Uh, yes, we are going to be reviewing Hocus Pocus at some time, guys. That's that's on the list. I'll get you um, for this bet, Midler. <laughs> yes, um, I believe on Friday as well, we are hoping to do a, a group um, Twitch where we are going to try and play uh, Fall Guys, mm. if we can arrange it. So if you want to see me losing me shit and probably try and kill Goodwill quite a few times, uh, tune into that. I, I mean, if we you... can't get it, if we can't get enough community people in it, we'll still be able to play it with the, uh, you know, just random matchmaking. So we'll have something going. Uh, the Twitch is going very well, so I like to thank all the viewers and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Twitch.tv slash Nerdy Up North. We've got that good brand in that poll uh, <laughs> figured out where the name's free everywhere, <laughs> just as it's written. We um, need to finish Resident Evil off as well. I need to know how that ends. <laughs> we do. I need to load that up and see if it deleted the last mission we did. I might need to redo it. <laughs> it, it, it ends with Sammy die. <laughs> ends with anime bullshit. Wesker, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, like I say, thank you for joining us to chat. I know a lot of people have joined. There's been a few new uh, people joining. Uh, just to give a few uh, like teasers for what's coming up, just to so get people excited. So, as I said, next week is Urban Legends. The week after, we are going back to top fives with B-movies. So mm. expect some shit fantastic with that. Uh, we are hoping to review Hocus Pocus with the release of Hocus Pocus 2 coming out not too long after. Then we are moving into the spooky season with uh, October, where we are going to do like a, a whole review of all the Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, serial killers, hopefully, talking about... Uh, like say real life m- monsters, um, we are going to review the Trick or Treat movie. If you're not familiar, yes. watch that. It is one of the best movies. Um, so and we've got a lot of things okay. planned. Yes, so plug in everything. So just to try to keep you on and keep you uh, enjoyed. Sorry. And there's and there's the, uh, the doggies shouting there. So uh, we might even have a doggy episode with all everyone's dogs in. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast, oh, yeah. yeah. Just dog cast. But yes. <laughs> um but yes, thank you guys and um uh, stay uh, I was gonna say Sam's there, but same back time, same back channel. Hey <laughs> everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> 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 uh. All right.